So yes, I mean, I like I like seeing that even at your young premature years, I don't know how to phrase that. Uh, but anyway, sure. it, I, know, I know, I know, minor. I think your young years, you're okay. experiencing what it's like to feel old. Pierce the veil. <gasps> don't even talk ten about it. Don't. Years. We are filming this on the day that it turns ten. On this day that we are filming this episode and recording it, Collide with the Sky, the album that made me emo, turns 10. It's scary. It's scary. How is it 10 years? How? How? Can someone please explain to me how time moves so quickly? I don't like it. I don't understand it. I just want to press pause. I just want some sleep. I, what was your, what was your, that's my album that turned a certain like, you know, it's milestone that made me feel old when did you realize you were old what album made you realize you were old mm, that's a hard one i'd s- probably say sounds of jerusalem from jesus christ i'm kidding oh, very funny <laughs> very funny <laughs> um i would probably say lincoln park hybrid theory yeah when that turned 20 Mm. I'm just like, ow, ouch, mm. please, please. I was three when that came out. Yes, we're not going to talk about this anymore. Let's start the episode. I hate you. Oh my god, can I do this week's one? What the intro? <clears throat> Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. I'm Yasmin Seaman and I'm here with Sophie K. Wow! Stop looking at me in disgust. <laughs> oh my god, I'm Yasmin Seaman <laughs> and welcome to Wednesdays We Wear Black. <laughs> I tried to do your like triumphant like hello and welcome, you know your radio voice. But, wow, um, is that sound... what I sound like? N- no, I quit. I quit radio. <laughs> I quit the podcast. I quit everything. You sound like those presenters, like you know when there's um, a sports match on and they're like, and he goes for the goal, and he's got like that's that's how I feel when I'm being introduced on the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> you feel that special? Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. My name's Sophie Kay and I'm here with Yasmin Suman. I'm so- Now, today, <laughs> we're going to start the episode. All right, Yasmin, hit us. What is today's episode aboot? Aboot? Today's aboot? Oh, so I'm from Canada. is aboot. Um, I did my own I Googled, so we have a series. If you're new here, we have a series called I Googled, where you go on the internet and you Google something for five minutes and then you pretend you know stuff about it. I don't know anything. Oh, that's a Gen Z thing. Okay, never mind. Wait, what? You said you go on the interstate and you Google things, but I'm guessing that's a Gen Z thing. I said the internet. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair. Are you going deaf already? I don't know. You make up words, so I I don't know. Sometimes you make... Sometimes, Yasmin, you come up with these made up words. Anyway. You're making me turn into into a black mum today. (laughs) (laughs) You're stressing me out. Because you're a milf with those mummy milkers out. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Anyway, um... (laughs) This week's episode is I Googled, is gatekeeping okay? Ooh. Oh, shit. That's a deep one. You know, we haven't got long for this episode. Oh, because okay. me and Sophie, uh, every week we argue about this and my opinion constantly changes because I can't decide if gatekeeping is okay. Same. same. In When you say gatekeeping, instantly I go, it's bad. Right? But it's then bad. my brain's like, mm. but then there's certain situations where I'm like, like for example, when that girl, I don't, everyone's seen the video by now, when she did the video going, 
Here's my T-shirt, and you know it's got this great metallic writing on it. <gasps> and you get loads. Barker. I love that I know that she was a YouTuber, and she did a video showing off a Metallica shirt, and she said, "I like this metallic writing." Mm. Metallic writing. That's when gatekeeping's good. Excuse me, my friend. You should. I'm revoking your T-shirt. <laughs> you don't get to have it anymore. I think it might be worth actually explaining what gatekeeping is. So, Sophie, okay. what do you think gatekeeping is? The way that you just paused and tried to find all the brain cells in your head. Right? <laughs> Do you know what? It's hard because I think there's so many different definitions. People call things gatekeeping, which sometimes aren't gatekeeping. Like I got called a gatekeeper for saying that Machine Gun Kelly's voice is flat as a pancake. And, and that's not gatekeeping. That's just, that's just taking the piss. <laughs> that's Do you know what I mean? fact. <laughs> like, just get over it. Just because you can't just go, if someone bullies you at school, you can't just go, mm, I think you're gatekeeping. Like, are you defending bullying now? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what gatekeeping's brought you to? You're on the defense of bullies. Wow. Um, so I would say gatekeeping is stopping people from coming into a certain scene, culture, or nightclub. So, Urban Dictionary, the most yeah. resourceful place oh, for all course, factual yeah. information defines gatekeeping as gatekeeping is to make your interests exclusive in order to protect them for becoming quote mainstream an example they use is <laughs> gaslight gatekeep girl boss <laughs> wow okay i love that so under that definition i think gatekeeping's good but let us continue but then that's okay yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. I guess this is the whole point of the episode. Can See, you, you can change think, my mind. Yeah. Can you think of an example of gatekeeping? Off the top of your head, give me an example of actual gatekeeping. Me like bullying not- teenagers on TikTok about listening to Machine Gun Kelly? I don't do that. I don't do that. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> I don't bully kids. I don't I'm bully so kids. I'm so glad that you've come to that conclusion. Thank you for being honest with yourself, Sophie. Um, uh, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because, I don't know if you've seen, but spoiler, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, please like skip 30 seconds ahead. Um, the latest season of Stranger Things has a Metallica song in it. One of the characters, Eddie Munson, who I love so much. He's an 80s metalhead. I want to lick his entire body. He's just... I'm not going to get into it. He would probably taste like gasoline and and unshowered 80s men, especially with the hair as well and the back patches. I just know he Mm. hasn't showered, but that's okay. I forgive him. But in the latest season of Stranger Things, there was a Metallica song that he played. Master Puppets. Yeah. Master. That that one. That one. Um, And people got really annoyed and were like, well, I actually found Metallica because... Um, I was I was an OG. These kids don't know. They found it from Stranger Things. But back in my day, Sophie's favourite saying. Do you know? No, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. One of my favourite. In fact, no. Let me let you continue. Let me. I'll let you. No, continue. no. Go ahead. What is? Go on. See, the thing is with the Metallica gatekeeping. In that instance, it's stupid. It's yeah, so yeah. stupid. That's like gatekeeping. You can't gatekeep a rep- an accurate... Finally, we get a metalhead who's represented and isn't a serial killer. Bearing yeah. in mind, the West, the West Memphis Three, kids went to jail because they listened to Metallica. That, and like, Eddie Munson, spoiler for Stranger Things people who haven't watched it yet, He's a sweetheart. All he does is play D&D. Yes. And he's just a little cutie pie. And we love him. And it makes the world fall in love with metalheads 
What is your problem? One of my favourite tweets. I don't know if you've um, compiled any tweets that came about. Oh, I I daren't look at Twitter and how people are kicking off at Stranger Things using Metallica because I just know I already know the kind of tweets that I would see. But go on, enlighten me with these wonderful. So randomly, don't ask me why. I have this two hand, even though we I didn't know what this episode was until just before because it amused me so much. So one of my favourite tweets that came up was a guy who said that. Um, I've been listening to Metallica for nine years and I am sick of people saying that they're a fan because Metallica went into the charts. Really? They're back in the charts, yeah, with Master of Puppets. There were 17, um, I might be making up these facts, but I think I'm right. There were, by the time of recording this, 17 and a half, uh, 17 and a half million downloads of Master of Puppets on Spotify. Wow. Mm. Wow. What I find funny is it's not even gatekeeping Metallica, it's gatekeeping how people are finding Metallica. So there's so many <laughs> people being like, oh, I'm sorry that people found you through Stranger Things, guys. I loved you from the beginning. And it's like, I'm I'm so sorry that when I wasn't born, Metallica were putting out music, but people my age might actually find Metallica through Stranger Things. I didn't know that you had to be born coming out of the womb playing Master of Puppets, like air guitaring it. <laughs> Do you know what my favourite thing is? Is that Metallica came forward and said, everyone is welcome in the Metallica family. So they have shot down the gatekeepers. Yes, so that's what I was going to get onto. Um, So Metallica responded to a fan on TikTok who commented saying, I'm sorry, Metallica, for all the fake Stranger Things fans. Love you. And they (gasps) they responded. Imagine (laughs) imagine your favourite band are like, Mm, the up. biggest band like one of the biggest bands in the not even world just your favorite band the biggest metal band are like yeah buddy no how do you live that down anyway they responded saying don't be sorry everyone is welcome in the metallica family if they like puppets chances are they'll find plenty of other songs to get into and i loved that i love that so yes. much shout out to metallica do you know what people treat Metallica like they're still this underground band and I find it hilarious because they're actual millionaires mm, mm. multi 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 they're millionaires. still Indian underground in their mansions oh my god like they're so. yeah do you know so. but yeah people came hard um because some people don't like Stranger Things which I find really bizarre because Stranger Things is amazing Stranger Things is amazing and I think they actually got a lot about Eddie Munson and like the satanic panic era right yeah like with D&D and the the way that everyone kind of painted Eddie as like this devil worshipper because he listened to metal like it was very accurate for how people saw metal music and the panic around satanism at the time which we've talked about before I think that's one of the first times that I've seen such a um a representation of people getting attacked by satanic panic who you genuinely love watching it and you're proper rooting for them i'm not sure if i've seen anything so so if there is other stuff like that send send us some recommendations please do um we wear blackpod at gmail.com i love that you had to question that as if you didn't know our our email off by heart poser i'm kidding um (laughs) are you gatekeeping our email Speaking of this, right, before we get into, so like I've looked, when I googled this, I found arguments for gatekeeping and arguments against gatekeeping. Oh, okay. But 
interestingly enough, I remember I was at an event recently. It was Grebo Night, which was hosted by Bring Me The Horizon. And someone came up to me and was like, oh, I love your podcast. I thought you'd find this really funny. Um, I was wearing your shirt the other day and someone came up to me and went, I bet you don't even listen to those people. And they no. were well, it's no. a podcast. <laughs> no. A niche podcast. How, of course, if, if you know who they are, I know who they are. And this person was basically assuming that it was a band, that we were a band, and the person who was wearing the shirt didn't listen to the band. So um, that's quite That's fun. hilarious. And then this that person was like, is- well, actually, so shout out to that person. Um, I'm so sorry that <laughs> we've opened this portal. I find it very interesting. What did that person look like? The person who came up to me was like a just a young queer person, um, colourful hair. They looked really cool. They had really cool shoes. They had light up shoes. Yeah, yeah, but so they were like non-binary queer person, perhaps. Or oh, we don't know. We won't. I don't assume people's gender, Sophie. Okay. But okay. you know, I guess we I'm can't just trying to picture them in my be, head. You know, non-transphobic. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. So Cancelled. No. Um. They were, you know, not a hulky bulky 30 year old man with uh 20 band shirts and a bunch of tattoos and long hair and his arms okay. crossed going Grr. so I that's what ones. that's what i wanted to get to because sometimes when we talk about gatekeeping we assume that it's against and i think we everybody assumes that it's against people of color and against um women especially or female presenting people and i'm not saying it doesn't happen to those groups but it's interesting to see it does happen to young male presenting people as well yeah so it's not it's not a gender thing it's not a race thing it happens to a lot of people it's probably an age thing i tell you what my lot the older millennials the millennials absolute nightmares for that for gatekeeping i know i've accidentally i don't know what i posted i think it's because i posted some posts about lincoln park and i got onto millennial tiktok and i hate it (laughs) i want out (laughs) I don't hate millennials. People think that I hate millennials on this podcast. I love you, millennials. Mwah. I don't like the 40 plus millennials who are like, you can't listen to this. Because I wasn't born then. I wasn't even, I was like four when the first Bring Me the Horizon album came out. How would I know? Anyway, anyway. There's a certain breed of, of, of and I'm sorry, it is often men. There is a certain breed of them, of millennials, who, and we all know them, they probably don't even look alternative anymore most of the time they because they have an office job and they're the ones I can't stand the ones who explain they're the kind of people who don't believe in being non-binary that's who they are I love that you're the one hating on men this episode I'm really happy that it isn't me I'm so glad <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yes in, yes like Yasmin why do you hate men I don't I don't I love a man every night Ugh. but um not all men <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, so when okay, I was okay, googling, okay. is gatekeeping okay? Is gatekeeping bad? I got arguments for and against. Now, gatekeeping, we're obviously talking in the context of metal and rock, but it's generally a used term for any instance where someone is closing off a piece of information or access to a certain group or a certain fandom or you know anything like that because they want it to be exclusive. So on Reddit, of all places, on Jim Reddit, I found this thread. Jim Reddit, wow. Jim Reddit, oh, not me. Yo, so every every post you have to read like this. Yo, dude, okay. I think gatekeeping. No, you don't, you don't, you don't. No, I'm going to do no. it now. I'm going to do it. Now you've said it, I'm going to do it. So this was um, a really popular post on Jim Reddit, and it said, gatekeeping is fine, and there's nothing wrong with deal delineating. Deli- deli- wow, you've ruined it. 
delineating between fans delineating. and general audience. That's the one. You know that the bros don't know how to say that. Yeah, so that he's not a bro. He's not a bro. Anyway, I think that gatekeeping is absolutely fine, says this Reddit user. There is a difference between just enjoying something and then being a fan of it. And I think that is fine to, quote, gatekeep whether or not someone is really a fan. This is usually accepted in sports fandoms, which often uses the test of name a full starting lineup of your favourite team. However, for some reason, people are annoyed in other areas if you try to gatekeep whether or not someone is actually a can actually count themselves as a fan today i said that you can't call yourself a star wars fan if you don't consume star wars media beyond the main nine movies and got a bit of backlash i don't have a problem with people enjoying star wars casually in that way or in fact anything else but i think that you have to engage with something beyond the bare minimum then wait (laughs) i think you have to Engage with something beyond the bare minimum amount if you are actually a fan. If you are a fan, you will want to engage with that hobby further. Basically, this guy goes on to be like, if you're actually a fan, you'll want to engage further. And people agreed. People agreed and were like, Can I just say, my man outed himself. Outed himself. Right? How are you going to go on on gym t- on gym on gym Reddit and use words like delineating and then and then you come out talking about Star Wars? Whoa! You Whoa. are. I'm sorry. Whoa. I don't mean. Maybe I'm gatekeeping myself right here. But I love Star Wars. I've met some bulky, huffed up dudes who are like, yeah, I like to play um um like World of Warcraft on the weekend and, and Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like, oh, stop it! Come here, give me a kiss. <laughs> um. Okay, so his argument is that if you don't go past the generic fandom, you're not a fan. I think he was more saying that, like, it's okay to casually enjoy things. You don't have to be a fan of everything. And if you are a fan of something, a devout fan, and people are casually enjoying it but pretending they're a devout fan, it can be annoying because you consume that media so much and you put so much time and energy and effort into something just for people to come up and be like, well, I'm a fan too. And they they aren't. They just casually consume it, which is fine. But there is a difference. I guess then... The difference would be, I think that's where fan clubs are so good. Because like, if you came up to me and said, I'm a My Chemical Romance fan, and I went, are you part of the ar- army? If you if, said if you said that to me, I'd be like, I'm leaving. Are you MCR army? No, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I was part of the BVB army when I was 14. I've served my time in the war. <laughs> no, exa- but that that would start a funny conversation between us about fandom. And I guess like if I if you came up to me and said, are you a Slipknot fan? And you said, are you a maggot? And if I got offended, it's like, okay, then that means that you only got to a certain level with Slipknot. I can't it- say that because I know that people would be like, did you just call me a faggot? And it would be like, no, no, I didn't. No. That's That's, you need to enunciate. Yeah. You're a m- maggot. <laughs> maggot. Um, um, so while I was googling, is gatekeeping okay? And I was looking for arguments of being like, gatekeeping is fine. Of course, I came across Machine and Kelly. Um, I saw a lot of Reddit threads oh, about this. I saw Twitter posts. But Stereogum actually wrote an article, and this was in 2020, titled "Machine and Kelly is a punk now." apparently and the article goes on to talk about how you know he made his career in rap but he's made this sharp turn into rock even though yes he had worked with like Kellen Quinn in the past and shown an interest in rock it seems almost hypocritical that he has turned to rock 
and gone so hard in it but has disrespected rock at every turn. For example, his beef with Corey Taylor. Any real rock fan knows, you don't step on the toes of Corey Taylor. You don't do that. That's fucking Corey Taylor. Why would you do that? It's, um, with Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, so here's here's where I agree with gatekeeping. Yeah. To that person's point. I don't have an issue with um, a genre going more mainstream. I don't have an issue with the likes of your My Chemical Romance, your Green Days, your... If someone's... If someone likes that band, I'm like, oh, finally, you're a normie and there's something I can talk to you about. Yeah. The problem is, is when it starts to dilute the actual underground and take away from the scene itself. Like, My Chemical Romance, talking about Riley Gale... Um, at their last gig they love rock and metal but they love and they love all aspects of it like making an album with Gerald Way making um, tracks with with Matt Heafy right they're they're so embedded in the scene and there's certain artists who yeah they're part of the scene but they're actually using the aesthetic and the popularity of the scene without giving back yeah I think the the problem with Machine Gun Kelly. We did a whole oh, episode God. on that. <laughs> the problem with Machine Gun Kelly that we seem to mention every week because there's just a new problem. My issue is um, I think there is a difference between people who genuinely like the scene and people who like the idea of the scene, like the look of the scene, but haven't paid yeah. their dues. And it sounds a bit gatekeeping itself to be like you have to pay your dues in rock and metal but it's not like pop it's not where you can just come in come out whenever you please like it is a very tight-knit community of people who've worked from the diy and underground scene and it's almost like if you're going to come into this community you do have to pay respect to people yeah. who've paved the way for you and disrespecting Corey taylor disrespecting other artists not taking any like actual underground artists on tour with you like meet me at the altar or pink shift or artists mm. that are actual like magnolia park uh, action adventure pop punk artists that are currently working their way up that are that you would be in the same position as if you weren't already famous like it just it seems disingenuous here's here here's what it is i've got it i've got it so i remember speaking to john cena name drop the wrestler what the fuck i know I know. Oh I know. yeah, just casually speaking to my friend John, you know. And everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Johnny did you see him, or was he invisible?" Um, uh, no. Yeah. So I was chatting to John Cena, and he said that there was a clear. Div- he reminded me that there was a clear divide in the noughties, Y two K, where you either liked rap or you liked rock, and there was no crossover apart from like obviously Linkin Park or whatever. But you had to pick which side you were on. Yeah. And um, the jocks and the cool bros and i'm not talking about um race here i'm talking about like popularity they were a lot of the time i believe on the on more of the they didn't like the grebos and the emo kids they maybe liked the kind of um jock rock and they liked um rap but all there's things like pop punk is is nerdy it's nerdy it is nerdy my issue with like those type of people the machine and kelly types is you're right pop punk is nerdy and (laughs) the reason we want to gatekeep these genres is because there's like this this look to pop punk now pop punk is trying to be rock and roll like 70s drugs 
and rock and roll and being misogynistic and being racist and i'm not saying that machine gun kelly is any of those things but what i will say is like we do there are instances where gatekeeping makes sense because if we gatekeep our communities we can protect them from predators from racists from homophobes from sexists i only support gatekeeping when it's telling fucking nazis to fuck off out of our scene that's not even gatekeeping you shouldn't be in punk you shouldn't be in rock you shouldn't be in metal if you're a fucking nazi and um i found this article it brought me back to the huff post article about david vanity it was the expose that talked about trigger warning talked about him raping 21 women or raping and assaulting allegedly 21 women um who were minors at the time who were of different ages and he abused his position of power had we have gate kept people like him from our scene yeah we wouldn't have instances like that we do need to start gatekeeping our communities from people who think that the rock and roll lifestyle is still the sex drugs and and party thing it was in the 70s no it's not anymore for a fucking reason you absolute melt yeah no i feel you with that i think um well that's what I guess cancel culture is a form of gatekeeping, even though there's no such thing as cancel culture as we've discussed before. Oh yeah, there's no such thing as cancel culture because Pantera just announced their tour. Just announced a tour. Yeah. Um, it's I guess it's a form of gatekeeping, right? Uh, but it's like it tends to be a form of gatekeeping against racism, homophobia, rape, all those things. And it's where people Okay, so that's a lot for and right now. I'm like riled up, full of cortisol, ready to go out there, stick a flag in the ground and go, I am for gatekeeping. I'm going to give you the against now. And what's really funny, (laughs) when I googled gatekeeping metal, (laughs) my own article came up. (laughs) Oh, I mean, what a flex. What a flex. So uh, one of the first articles I ever did for Loudwire was last year and it's uh titled elitist gatekeeping bring me the horizon can actually teach us a lesson so i was on tiktok and there was this 30 something year old millennial who made this video no offense sophie made this video um (laughs) (laughs) made this video basically making fun of women who specifically women like he portrayed this young fangirl archetype he was like i only know the new bring me songs i only like the new bring me and he made this joke being like well I like old bring me because I'm a real fan and I'm heavy girl and what I find so funny about this cycle of gatekeeping is 10 years ago people gatekept people from liking bring me the horizon and now here we are a decade later where it's so cool to like bring me the horizon that if you didn't like them from the beginning you are a poser even though 10 years ago it wasn't cool to like them from the beginning you're right I can't I mean what this is the thing with all of these bands you're so riled up i love it go on a lot of the time it was it was like it was not cool to like them yeah yeah literally um and and fair enough like okay metallica it was cool within your subculture but bands like bring me the horizon you were you were gatekept by other metal fans for liking them for liking them because they were seen as a scene band and now because they're cool and mainstream and there's, it's been like 10 years. All the people who liked them from the beginning are now gatekeepers. been longer them. than 10 years. 15 and years. Yeah. 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 17, realistically. And some. But now we're almost 20 years down the line of Bring With Horizon. The people who liked them from the beginning, who got bullied for liking them, are now so jaded, they're gatekeeping it from people who want to start liking them now. And it's going to be the same cycle. Like, I'm sure... 
I imagine it's going to be the same with like emo rap because emo rap got a lot of hate. So like mm. little peep and Juice World fans in ten years time are going to be like, I was there when he's alive. I saw them. You guys don't know emo rap. I got bullied for liking this. How dare you like this? It's like okay. I can't with the whole I got bullied for liking this so how dare you like it I understand that we've got to appreciate you know what people have been through but go to therapy (laughs) go to therapy I'm so sorry that emo kids aren't being bullied anymore in school for wearing eyeliner and skinny jeans but is that not what we wanted like it is and it's like like okay I never knew where I stood on you know those memes where it was like um it was like really pretty looking girls at a Bring Me The Horizon gig. And it's like, when when the new Bring Me The Horizon fans hear XYZ song. Yeah. I did find that slightly amusing. I'm not I found lie. it funny to begin <laughs> with because it was like, yeah, true. Like when they first started putting out lighter songs, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be funny when a pit opens up. Yeah. But I think I've got to that point now where I realised it's usually the prissy girl, the quote prissy girls, who go the hardest. Like, I have seen girls in six-inch platforms headbanging to Bring Me The Horizon. Like, they throw ass harder than any man I've ever seen. It's... I think it's a real... um, It's a hard one because, yeah, now they are going to have more mainstream fans. But how are those main... Those mainstream fans, it's like putting oil in water. Yeah. Like, we don't belong together. We don't want you in our scene. We don't... Yes. Unless unless you come along and you do it with respect, because there's a certain... I don't feel safe in crowds. Majority of the time, I hate crowds. I hate um, gigs. Apart from rock and metal, there's a certain yeah. etiquette. There's a certain level of understanding. And um, it's like I prefer, say, download to a Reading and Leeds. And even yeah. though I often love the Reading and Leeds lineup, you do get a lot of... It's a lot more... I don't know, mainstream. There's, this is not think, the same level of respect. I think there's two parts to it. I think if you're going to get into Bring Me The Horizon now, you know, definitely explore other things from Bring Me The Horizon, get into like Old Asking Alexandria, Pierce the Veil, Sleeping With Sirens, Architects, you know, that era of 2013 core. Um, but also learn the etiquette of gigs. Like a lot of Bring Me The Horizon shows I've been to in recent years are way more dangerous than the ones I've been to when I was younger because people just don't know how to act because they've never been to a heavy show before so I think it's on part then but also I welcome new Bring Me The Horizon fans because you know what if they hadn't have been so mainstream they wouldn't be so successful so I kind of just want my favourite bands to be able to pay rent to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah no I'm with you on that. Um, Is that it for your four argument? There's more. Okay. And there's more and there's always more so this is an argument that i know you and me can speak to um the biggest argument against no for not gatekeeping against gatekeeping the the no's the don't gatekeep that side of the okay. argument i'm so entrenched in this i'm like losing my mind um is that people gatekeep women and people of color and queer people out of this scene and it's mm. been like that for a good few decades now where like you and me for example have been told that we don't belong here that no one's yeah. gonna listen to us you know i read this article from bustle Haley williams wrote uh this this piece about how she deal with a lot of brutal misogyny in the warp tour days um and i'm sure you and me can talk about our experiences being people of color in rock you know jason Alan butler is a great person to 
research and read up on all of the all of the times that he's spoken out about his experience in rock as a person of color for the past like decade or so more than a decade but that's the only like if we do normalize gatekeeping people are going to gatekeep us out of rock and metal again and we've had to fight to be here so that's kind of the side of it okay so basically are we coming to the conclusion that gatekeeping is good depending on your on who you are and what your intention is but it's it's bad if your intention is to keep people because actually so gatekeeping is bad if so gate the definition of can you read the definition of gatekeeping again gatekeeping hold on I'm going to give you the Wikipedia definition. The activity of controlling and usually limiting general access to something. A function or system that controls access or operation to files, computers, networks, or the like. That's what Wikipedia See, says. that's different, you see. Because, like, I think... So, I don't know if we can put it like this. Wikipedia gatekeeping is bad, but... Urban Dictionary gatekeeping. Urban Dictionary gatekeeping is good. <laughs> gatekeeping is to make your interest exclusive in order to protect them from becoming, quote, mainstream. So I, to do research into this, because we can sit here all day and be like, well, I think this and I think that. Loudwire did a really interesting article in 2022 um, where they, like, got opinions from psychologists and stuff about the mentality of gatekeeping and understanding why people do this so they say way back in the 1950s social psychologists noted that it is incredibly easy to divide people and the in group and the out group through ambiguous settings we associate with our peers we align against those who are different we saw this with kids at summer camps uh, with the robert robbers cave experiment but also with political beliefs racial identity and other social issues it's just human nature to see others who are not like us as a threat in some way because we're all pretty fragile unless you're delusionally confident everyone feels insecure at times as an outsider you cling to those who can make you feel included so dio ozzy hetfield halford lemmy they're not just musicians they're idols to emulate and when they and when they take shots at their competitors in pop music we notice and remember even when that was 30 or so plus years ago mm, interesting so they also say uh, you know some of us have crappy social skills uh, maybe it doesn't actually happen so here's something they mentioned perhaps the problem of gatekeeping isn't actually as much of a problem as we think it is what if elitist notions of not being metal enough attitudes and they haven't had a good album since blah 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 are just a perception and not an accurate view of the current state of the scene which is a good point to mention because you know what i think it's easy to focus on the negatives but there's so many people uplifting the scene right now mm. do you know what it's it's brought to me as you were t- as you were reading that it's made me think of um the the quote unquote era that i grew up in right was different to the era that you grew up in yeah it was and it and i know that sounds like i'm pointing out the obvious but the way that things were divided and you were so divided there was no such thing as someone really dressing as part of a scene because it was cool to look like that like it was just so divided and you had to hate on other groups and that was just how everything worked even on mainstream telly presenters would so i wonder whether gatekeeping is actually like you said you're supposed to respect your elders 
And maybe, and it was like that before the generations before me as well, maybe just each generation is teaching the other generations what they're supposed to do. And then they're kind of doing the same. And they're doing the same, but actually times have changed and it's not as um, divided and as binary as it was before. And there's a lot of people, we're starting to recognise the people who live in the grey, the people whose parents don't let them dye their hair, but they are mega fans or... Yeah. But then also... Yeah, see, we keep going back on this. I think the answer is, like that psychologist said, we're just insecure and we don't really have an answer. It differentiates. I will say this, it's very... um, Is it substantial? It depends on the situation. Like, if you're gatekeeping because you want to gatekeep a Nazi out of our scene... Circumstantial. Fuck yes, circumstantial. Um, But if you want to gatekeep because you think that you are the biggest fan and no one else deserves to be have any access to this band... You suck. I think it's gatekeeping with the right intentions. You know what I mean? As long as you're not an arsehole, gatekeeping can be okay. I never thought I would defend gatekeeping, but here we are. Look what you've done to me! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we've decided that gatekeeping can be okay. With exceptions. It it needs... Gatekeeping needs to happen so that we don't get so diluted that there's nothing left. Yeah. We need to yeah. keep the underground. We need to keep it going. And yes, our underground bands can't pay their rent, but that is what keeps us mentally sane. And yeah, we, I it, guess because they can't pay their rent, we throw so much money at them. Like I will buy merch from bands I don't even care about because I'm like, please yeah. have some dinner. <laughs> And we just, I think we as a small scene, little ecosystem just keeps it going. Um, and our magazines keep shutting down and everything and our radio stations. But the few that are around, there's always some that are around because this scene keeps, it keeps living on a bare minimum. 100%. Drop us a message and uh, give us a big fat kiss. But other than that, is that our episode? Are we done? If you want to follow me, it's at I am Sophie K on all platforms. I am at Yasmin Suman X on all platforms, okay? Bye! We love you, we love you, we love you. You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week. <laughs>